Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at in today's show. Show 80. We get hands-on with a home CCTV system. Powering your tech out in the field, literally. We find out more about community radio in the UK. Ways to deal with a slow fibre broadband connection. Plus, your thoughts on the new UView service. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. Headline time, first off, looking at the digital switchover. You'll be pleased to know that England completed the switchover in September, with the North East region being the last one to pull the plug on analogue telly. The switchover will be fully complete in late October, once Northern Ireland completes the transition. Welcome to a digital Britain. Next, we're obliged to mention the iPhone 5. The usual cues and hype accompanied the launch of this new phone, although it has sold less than pundits expected. The much-reported problems with the new Apple Maps application that replaces Google Maps have done neither Google nor TomTom many favours, with Apple boss Tim Cook apologising and suggesting that customers use Bing, MapQuest or our favourite, Waze, as alternative mapping solutions until Apple sorts out the problem. Talking of smartphones, the new Samsung Galaxy Note 2 is just out, and with a 5.5-inch screen, it's halfway between a smartphone and a tablet. First impressions are very good, and Google Maps works a treat. Moving on to TV now, BT has announced its plans for UView. From this month, you'll be able to get a Humax UView box, normally £300, in return for a £49 activation fee if you subscribe to both BT Broadband and BT Vision. We hope to be reviewing the service in more detail in the next show. Staying with TV, well done to Brighton and Grimsby, the first two areas to be awarded the new local TV licences. Expect Latest TV and Lincolnshire Living to go live in 2013. Next up, TalkTalk is top of the polls for broadband and home phone. That's top of Ofcom's most complained about providers list. TalkTalk has been top of the polls for the last seven quarters, according to Ofcom. Mobile phone provider 3 came out as the most complained about mobile service, beating T-Mobile. There's a link to the full report and some graphs up on our site. Next, fans of the Fitbit, as covered by Kelly in our last show, should note that two new fitness trackers have just been released. The Zip is a budget model, with the new one offering a silent wake feature so as not to disturb your partner. Both models now support sync to your smartphone via Bluetooth. Gaming fans, be aware that the Wii U now has a confirmed release date of the 30th of November. The new console is around 20 times more powerful than the Wii, supports Full HD and has a touchscreen tablet controller, plus a guesstimated UK price tag of £270. Next, some digital radio news. Shareholders of the regional DAB multiplexes have decided not to renew their licences. From the summer of 2013, regional DAB radio services operated by MXR for the North West, North East, West Midlands, South Wales and the Severn Estuary will cease. 
This isn't necessarily bad news for DAB though, as the freed up spectrum is to be used to improve local DAB services before the FM switchover. And finally, back to the iPhone 5. In the US, ABC TV star Jimmy Kimmel went out onto the streets to find out what people thought about the new iPhone 5. The trouble is, he didn't have one. So instead, he handed them an old 4S, pretending it was the new 5. Oh, it's way better. Yeah, it's nice. That's definitely noticeably better. It's a little, a little thinner. Looks like the screen's a little bigger. Seems a little bit faster. Yeah, faster, lighter. A lot lighter than the last one. It's a lot faster as well. So this one's faster? Yeah, definitely faster. Oh my God, it feels a lot lighter and just more, um, just a lot higher quality. The screen is clear, HD. Colors are brighter. So if you're desperate for a 5, just pick up a second-hand 4S. You'll love how it outperforms the last iPhone. Thanks, Pete. For more news stories, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news. Wow, would you believe it? We're at show number 80 of FrequencyCast, and in today's show, we're at a rather unusual location. Here's Kelly to tell us where. We are currently in a field by a leisure centre. All will be explained in a few minutes. Now, in the last show, we talked about a Kelly challenge and asked for your suggestions as to what we should put in this show. Well, you all must have been asleep because we were pretty underwhelmed with challenges. In fact, we only got the one. Kelly, can you read it for us? Yep, absolutely. Well, top marks to Maid Bloke for the following suggestion. Virtual assistant competition, Apple Siri versus Android speak to it assistant. I did it the other day, Android One. Love the podcast. There you go. So to Maid Bloke, which I still think is a very unusual name, he's suggesting that we put the uh, Android and the Apple phone head to head. Now, at the time we're recording this, we haven't actually managed to get our hands on one of these new long, shiny iPhone 5s. So I think we're going to hold that just until we've got the new phone. We're not going to try it with the 4S. Doesn't seem a lot of point. Let's wait for the iPhone 5. Kelly, are you going to get yourself a 5? No, I'm still going to stick with my BlackBerry. I'm sorry. Even though the five's shiny and tall and got a lovely screen and everything else? I've had no desire to get an iPhone 5. You weren't inspired by all the marketing hype that goes along with an Apple launch? Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And of course the beauty with your, uh, your BlackBerry phone is you don't have to go and queue with thousands of Apple fans. No, I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with touchscreen. I just generally do not have to deal with anything. So because we can't do the Kelly challenge that we were proposing, we're doing something a little different. And this ties up with uh, another interest of some of the Frequency Cast team. We're actually out doing some radio. We're actually at a community radio station, seeing what they do for the day, chatting to some of their staff. And we're also talking to some amateur radio people, including one of the voices that you might have heard on a previous show. So the challenge, Kelly, is to do something that the radio people here have been doing, which is connect a whole bunch of equipment together and see how technical your skills actually are. You're looking a tiny bit worried, but I'm confident here. Well, I have an audience today, which is a little bit more difficult than usual. Absolutely, and an audience of very, very technical people as well. So uh, good luck. The challenge is we're going to be reviewing a home security product. Now, this follows on from the review of the Yale door lock that we did in the last show. Tom, the security expert we caught up with in the last show, is here with us. But he's not willing to talk to us about how these products actually work until we've set it up for him. So, Kelly, that is your job and a wonderful job to have when in the middle of a field. Right, so what we've got is a display. This is a seven inch display, it's a touch screen and it's connected wirelessly to a security camera. So if you could hold that for me. 
Okay, quick description. Literally looks like a very large tom-tom. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. And on the other end, if I hand you this... Um, a camera with lots of lights. Okay, now this camera is the kind of camera that you secure to the outside of your house with this little bracket that's on the back here. And it points down to your front door. And it's also got these little thingies around the edge, which are... LEDs. So the idea here is when somebody walks past or up to your front door, the camera activates and sends the TV and the video to the thing that you called a large tom-tom. Fantastic. So we need to connect this together. Can you see any potential problem with that challenge? Well, we need a mains and as we're in a field, I don't see anywhere we're going to get some mains from. Have you got any thoughts? Well, I'm going to guess, as there is a big yellow box here that seems to have nothing to do with the two products you've previously handed me, that it may have something to do with that. Right, I now need you just to uh, describe this product. First of all, try lifting it up. Okay, right. Oh, blimey. Okay. It, <laughs> you can put it down now. Can I? Thank you. That's, oh dear, I wish I hadn't gone to the gym this morning. Okay, so that is very heavy. Now this is a clever little piece of kit. It's actually called a power station, which you probably haven't come across before. Uh, what have we got on the side there? Crocodile clips. Right. Why would you think you might use these little beasties? For your car? Yes. This is an emergency jump start for your car. So if you are stranded somewhere, you can clamp that to your car battery and the other end to the, the, the chassis of your car and jump start your car. I actually needed one of those last time I was stuck in a field. <laughs> Wasn't that when you were stuck in the mud in uh, some concert? Yeah, a secret garden party, completely stuck all evening. Well, not only does it jumpstart your car, it also has some other nice little features. Okay, I'm going to blind you now. Mind your eyes. Okay. That's actually a lot more impressive when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that really didn't blind. I felt like I closed my eyes for dramatic effect and nothing happened. <laughs> okay, right. The other thing this little beastie does, if I take the connector out of the back... Okay, any guesses what that is? No. your tyres. So basically you've given me a car kit. This is what you've given me. Is there anything else? Is there a compartment for oil? Sadly not, no. So it has an air compressor in it so you can pump up your car or your bike tyres with this, which makes it a rather handy little unit. The other thing it's got, which is rather impressive, is you can actually run equipment that uh, is powered from a cigar lighter because it's basically got a large 12-volt battery in here. So you can actually run all sorts of equipment from this socket. The socket uh, says there, Kelly, 12 volt, 11 amp. So you can run up to 11 amps at 12 volts from these little sockets here, which is great for powering uh, portable equipment. It's being used uh, here for powering some amateur radio equipment, which is rather cool. But if you look around the back... Okay. Ah, okay. Something you might recognise. A main socket. Yes. What it does, it's got something in it which is rather clever and it's called an inverter. And what that does is it takes the 12 volts from the battery and steps it up to 240 volts to power mains equipment. That's quite impressive for a little box. What I need you to do now is work out how to plug my camera and my screen into this to see if we can get some power from it. So over to you. OK. Right, the first thing Kelly's doing, I'm watching the challenge here, she's picked up a mains extension lead. She's worked out she needs to feed two things into it, so she's correctly inserted a mains adapter with a two out and one in into the back of the, uh, the inverter on this power station. She's about to plug in two mains adapters. And she's now going to plug one of those adapters into the uh, back of the camera. She's worked that out correctly. And she's now plugging the monitor into the other one. Wow. Hey, I'm impressed. How easy was that? Ridiculously easy. Okay, so let's do the next bit. Let's turn on the inverter. 
pretty quiet. Now, if you hold down the top button on the monitor there. Ah. Oh, how lovely to see myself on camera. So we've got a closed circuit TV system in a field. Impressed? I'm very, very impressed. Okay, now the hard bit. How do we connect this to the internet? Oh. I'll give you a clue. There's no internet socket and there's no Wi-Fi. Great. So we need something wireless. Wi-Fi? Well done. Yes, we've seen one of these before. I think you've set one of these up in the past, haven't you? This is a little MiFi adapter now. If we uh, press the button on the front there for me. Okay. Anything happening? Um, just a little green light has just come on. Right. And uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, what exactly is a MiFi? Um, well, a MiFi converts 3G into um, Wi-Fi remotely. It's wireless. Absolutely right. So it's got a mobile phone chip in it, which picks up an ordinary 3G network connection. Here we're using the 3 network and turns it into a Wi-Fi hotspot. If we look at the screen on our camera there, you can see it's now correctly got a Wi-Fi connection, which means anybody from anywhere in the world can log on and see video from us sitting in a field. How cool. Very, very cool. Although I really don't know why we'd need security in the middle of a field. And you'll find details of the versatile power station as well as the low-priced MiFi unit we use there up on our show notes for today's show, Show 80. You'll also find a link to the other item that made all of this possible. That's a small device that allows something with an Ethernet socket to connect over Wi-Fi. Also on today's show notes, you'll find a picture of a very smug-looking Kelly sitting in our field with all the kit around her. Do have a look. And in a few minutes, we'll be looking at the security system that Kelly put together in some more detail. Before that, though, keen-eared listeners may have noticed that we haven't heard much from our Carl of late. Well, Carl fans, to prove he's still alive and as cheesy as ever, here he is. So, Pete, uh, life has been treating me well. How about you? Particularly Stephen Fry. What's this about dinosaurs? Tell me more. Stephen Fry? Dinosaurs? No, go on. Well, there's an advert on telly about how you can order anything you like off your TV now. Dinosaur takeaway, I'm thinking. I'm really lost. You're going to have to help me out with this one. Well, Virgin are doing some new thing where you can type in, you know, anything you want to watch. You just put a, if you want to see anything with dinosaurs in it, you type in dinosaur and it will search for a dinosaur film, movie, documentary, you name it. You can find anything to do with dinosaurs. Uh, Is that new or didn't you show me something like this before? BT Vision about two years ago had that one where you can also search for an actor or actress. That's right. So Virgin are copying, aren't they? And of course we've got UView, the new one, where you've got TalkTalk, BT and you can buy a Humax box that lets you search for stuff as well. So Virgin are doing catch-up, is that what's going on? Uh, I think they're all doing it now. I mean, what is quite cool is this UView thing has a programme guide that instead of going seven days into the future, goes seven days back. So what have Virgin got to offer that uh, is worthwhile going Virgin then? Well, there's the aqueducts. Oh, of course, yes. And education. (laughs) Okay, I have to ask you, Carl, have you got yourself an iPhone 5 yet? It's been out for three days so far. I've got three. And how many have you got? An iPhone 3 or three iPhones? No, three iPhone 5s. And do you love them? Yeah, they're 15 in total, three times five. So are you going to get an iPhone 5? Uh, Do you know what? I need a new mobile phone because look at the state of this baby. My uh, Nokia bad boy is kept together with what? Well, hang on, that's changed slightly. That was red insulation tape. It's now green insulation tape. Well done. Thank you very much. I just sort of colour scheming. It goes with my shirt, you see. But more importantly, of course, if you notice what's happening here, the back is cracking due to the fact that the, the battery is slowly exploding. Can I take a picture of that for the website? That is stunning. That's just exploded. It's phenomenal. It's great. Feel free. www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash carlsnackardphone.com 
And if you've got a phone that's more knackered than this, we want you to send us your images immediately because uh, this is going down in the book of records of knackerism. It's like watching something explode in slow motion. It's unbelievable. There you go, Carl fans. You wanted him, and there he is. Now, those of you that think I may have been a bit cruel by giving poor old Kelly a tech challenge in a field, here's Kelly getting her revenge. OK, Kelly, this is fun. Where have you brought me? I brought you to a cake shop. Why have you brought me to a cake shop? What's this got to do with technology? It has nothing to do with technology, but I decided, as you took me to a sci-fi show, it's only fair that I bring you to a cake shop. So what's in it for me? Cake, champagne, lovely women. What more do you want? Well, that's actually a pretty good reason, yeah. So we're doing what are we doing, a, a, a book launch, is that right? It is. Juliet Sear has actually just launched a new book, um, The Cake Decorating Bible. So I'm here trying to get a few tips, actually. I'm out of my depth. I'm going to go and eat cake. Thank you very much. No problem. And before you ask, I've got no idea how that managed to make it into today's show. To recover, let's do something manly and talk about home security tech. We're going back to our field now where we met up with Tom. If you remember, Tom helped us out in the last show by reviewing the Yale electronic door lock for us. And at the time, Tom made the rather foolish mistake of telling us that he was an access control expert and could help us out with all aspects of home security. Uh, yes, I should have uh, kept quiet, shouldn't I? You should have done, because we've got some tech for you to look at. And uh, Kelly, I'm going to turn to you just for a second, sitting here in our lovely field. Uh, what have you just done? Refresh my memory. I have just connected everything up without a mains plug and without internet. OK, so what we've got here, Tom, here is a monitor. This is a lovely little monitor. You can hold that for me if you like. Hasn't got a lot of lead on it at the moment, but there we are. So this is running off mains using an inverter, which is a, just a way of trying this thing out in a field. And uh, what the monitor is, is a 7-inch monitor. It's touchscreen and it has a built-in battery, so you can walk around the garden with it, all mains supplied, and it will actually support four cameras. So you can see there's a bit of a blurry image on the uh, left here. This is the wireless camera unit. If I point that at you or at Kelly, because she's... Uh, Far prettier than you are, if I may say so, Tom. Thank you very much. You can see the picture. If you just tap on that picture for me. Ah, it goes full screen. It does. So this is a home security product. It's designed for people to install it themselves, stick it above the door of their house. It has a, uh, a range of eight metres at night. If you look in there, it's got uh, 20 LEDs mm -hmm. for your nighttime illumination. And the idea is you point it down your drive or at your front door as someone walks up. This little TV unit, wherever you have it, will ping into life and show you who's walking up your drive before they ring the bell. So if it's somebody trying to flog your gas or electric, you can uh, pretend to be out. Yeah, that seems uh, quite a good little system. I've had dealings with wireless before. Um, they do get interference, but I've only used them in um, industrial, where there's a lot of electricity and interference. For home use, I think this would, uh, this would be quite a nice little unit. Some of the other specs, it does have an internet connection. We're actually using a Wi-Fi connection through a MiFi unit to get onto the internet. But you can get a smartphone app for it, so it works on iPhone, iPad, as well as Android smartphones. But sorry, Kelly, it doesn't apparently work on the BlackBerry. Oh, well, absolutely pointless then. I won't get one for my house. And it has a wireless range of up to 150 metres, although it does say in brackets, unobstructed. So if you start adding a, a bit of concrete and a few walls, it's not going to be so good. Yeah, that's what I was saying about industrial um, and, and residential. With industrial, there's a lot in the way normally. Residential, you're going to have it close to you, uh, and there's only normally, say, one, two walls between it. So, yeah, for the home use, I think it's spot on. It also has a little SD card socket on the side there, so it can record video while you're out, so you can see who's been up to your front door. All this for the bargain price of 160 quid. What do you think? 
Uh, I think it's good value for home use um, and plus you can add more cameras, that's, that's not bad. How much are the cameras, do you know? Not too much actually, they're quite reasonable. Well, yeah, for home use, spot on. It would be no good for an, in, an industrial position, but for home use, yeah, definitely. And coupled with the door lock last month, we've got a nice secured home. We have, yeah. That'll be the, uh, the way to go. Excellent. Kelly, you impressed? No, it doesn't come on Blackberry. I'm not impressed at all. <laughs> if it did, would you use one? If I did personally, no. I don't think it would work where I live, but I think it's a lovely little kit. So why wouldn't it work where you live? You live in some kind of factory or something and the electrical equipment would interfere? No, I'm, I, I live above a shop and unfortunately a restaurant backs onto us. So we have a lot of people outside shifting boxes, having cigarettes, whatever they want to do in their spare time. And it would constantly interfere with whatever I was trying to watch on TV. Kelly, thank you very much. Thank you. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you. No doubt we'll be back next month getting you to uh, review something else. Yeah. Any, any thoughts? No, I don't know. You surprise me every time, mate. I, I never know what I'm going to uh, talk about. Yep, same here, Tom, same here. Uh, details and pictures of the wireless home security system we featured here are up on our show notes. Hi, this is Susie Perry and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK TV and tech podcast. Frequency Cast Show 80 has been a lot of fun to put together. It's the first time that so many of our contributors and staff have all been together at the same place. And that place was a field outside a community radio station. Now there are more and more of these community radio stations springing up around the UK and not that many people fully understand exactly what happens at these stations. Now in the last show I was interviewed by Scott Ross from Phoenix FM. Now we're going to turn the tables as our Kelly catches up with afternoon presenter Scott Ross to find out just what community radio is all about. Well, community radio is the new tier of radio which has been brought in because so many local stations these days are now networked and everything is sort of national and we actually do serve the community that we're talking to. We're here at this particular one. We normally broadcast live 17 hours a day and the rest of the time is automated but we involve the community, we get involved in all of the, uh, the sort of things that, that, that go on here with the charities. We try and support the new local artists that might want to get exposed that sort of thing. And how do you differ from the larger radio stations? Well, basically, I think because we are that small that we can actually talk to the community that we're serving. So that if you're serving an area, as we do, it's probably about uh, 10 or 15 miles in radius, they're a coherent community, whereas a a big radio station is covering such a a large area that there's very little um, cohesion between people living on one side of the transmission area and uh, the people living on another side of the transmission area. If you were a budding presenter and wanted to get on radio, what's the best way to go about that? Well, I would say that community radio is is undoubtedly the easiest path because the community station is always looking for presenters anyway. And the easiest way to do it is to, is to contact the station itself and uh, ask them what you should do, because there's no point inundating them with all umpteen recordings that they probably won't listen to. So it's far better to actually approach them, try and talk to the guy in charge and say, look, I really want to do this, can I come and talk to you and sort something out. Some good advice if you're looking to get yourself on air on a local radio station. Thanks to Scott there from Phoenix FM, also to Kelly and to Tom. And if you want to find out more about community radio, please see the links on today's show notes, where you'll also find pictures from today and a transcript. Right, that's enough from us. Time to hear from you now. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Phone calls, emails, tweets and texts. Yes, it's the part of the show where you get to have your say. And for today's show, we're going back to the field. 
this one's from Mike on Canvey Island. And strangely enough, we have him with us. So rather than just reading out his email that he sent in a few days ago, he's actually here. You can read it yourself. OK, basically, I've had Infinity Broadband fitted at home. And how are you finding it? Is it nice and fast? My iPad and my iPhone both get in excess of 30 megabit per second. Fantastic. But both of my desktop PCs, which are connected wirelessly to the hub, go very, very slowly, possibly three to four meg. Can you help me? Kelly, can we help on that one? I think we can help on this one. Now, assuming you're connecting wirelessly, it's most likely to be something to do with your wireless adapters. So on your desktop computers, do you use dongles for your Wi-Fi? I use two dongles, one in each. Right, that'll probably be a problem. Carry on, Kelly. Oh, no, go on, Pete, you're doing fine. Carry on. OK, so assuming you've got uh, dongles in your computer, that will probably be it. Now, your BT Home Hub and your Apple equipment that I know you love, don't you? Yes, I do indeed. They operate at 802.11.n, so that's the nice fast connection speeds. But I'm prepared to bet your dongles on your PC are using the old 802.11g, which is a slightly older standard. They will indeed run slower. So what you need is to get yourself some wireless Wi-Fi N dongles, which will cost you from 20 quid. How's that? Have we helped? That sounds fantastic. Thank you very much. There you go. That'll be 20 quid, please. OK. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, tenner each, Kelly? Oh, that'd be lovely. Drink? done. <laughs> now Kelly what's next? Thanks to you if you got in touch about our piece on DAB radio here's just one of the messages we had. This one's from Dave Kirk I usually have several radios around the house tuned into the same FM channel such as Radio 4 this isn't possible with DAB as they'd all be out of sync my favourite DAB radio station Chill FM was recently removed from local Birmingham transmitter so I now only use DAB for occasional BBC 5 Live listening yeah, that's an interesting one. That is actually one of the common downsides of DAB. As receivers have to use a special processor to decode the DAB signal into audio, there can be a bit of a delay, and two different DAB radios next to each other can be out of sync. Also, those lovely pips on Radio 4 will also be a couple of seconds late. Not ideal if you're setting your watch. We also heard from Roger TCB. Yeah, hang on. I always thought he was Roger JCB. He's obviously changed his name there. OK, go ahead. Whoever he may be said, the DAB coverage in my house can be temperamental as things like thick walls and large silvered mirrors seem to scramble it. It seems it could be sorted if only they just boost the transmitter power a bit. Yep, mirrors and walls don't do DAB radio many favours. He also goes on to say that he does listen to some radio via Freeview on his telly, as he can use his Freeview recorder to use radio shows. Clever thought. Thanks to Stuart for his comment on the Humax UView box. Stuart says, I find the UV box is very slick looking. It's ergonomically poor and currently lacking in essential features. It doesn't even have digital output for surround sound. What a shame. This one's from Alan Malarkey. A few shows back, I loved the Sound Science Mito portable speaker, but it's been out of stock since almost day one. Any thoughts on this? Well, you'll be pleased to know, Alan, our sources at Advanced MP3 Players tell us this rather impressive 25-watt Bluetooth speaker should be available by the time you hear this. Price, £59. Go get yourself one, Alan. Right, we're going to have a little bit of a moan now, aren't we? We are. Well, we were going to be doing a feature on the iPhone 5, but after reviewing our mailbox, we decided to pass on the iPhone 5, maybe something we come back on to next month. Uh, the reason we're passing on that is because we had some rather interesting complaints. Now, we don't like those much, do we? No, we'd rather they never came at all. For a start, one listener said that we were too pro-Apple, something we're always conscious of because there are other phones out there, including, of course, the BlackBerry, the Windows phone, Android phones, Nokia phones and all the other ones. So they're all lovely. So as well as being too pro-Apple, what, what were some of the other complaints? 
we were also too anti-Apple. Now you see, you can't win, can you? You really can't. You can't please everybody all of the time. And here's an example where we didn't. Apparently, we asked you to review fitness products, and as a result, we were objectifying women. Did you feel objectified? No, not at all. I think that was the way the product had to be used to demonstrate whether it worked or didn't. So in that sense, no. If you'd made me wear the Catwoman outfit, that may have caused a few issues. But as that never happened, I, I feel quite generally safe and happy. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. We also didn't talk about the Nokia Windows phone as an alternative to, uh, to your BlackBerry. And our review of the digital door lock was a free plug for Yale. Well, it's very difficult to review a product without actually mentioning the name and the make of the product. So uh, I don't think we can be held completely to blame for that one. What I would say, guys, is do remember FrequencyCast is a free show and we do rely on your suggestions and your feedback. I know we can't keep all of you happy all of the time, but for those of you that do enjoy the show, please do us a favour, send us a suggestion for the next show, write us a review on iTunes or even tell a friend. And even better than that, if you really fancy supporting us, go to our Amazon link when you're shopping online because we get a couple of pence from every order that you make. And the address is, Kelly? www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash Amazon. And if you'd like to get in touch with FrequencyCast to ask your question for the next show, the web address is? www.frequencycast.co.uk Or you can send us a podline message. It's the cost of a London call and the number is? 0208 133 4567 and leave us a lovely message on our answer phone. Or, of course, if you've got your mobile in your hand, drop us a text, and the number is... 07882 043 Get in touch. Go on, make our day just this once. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the... Add us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast. Shut down.